coming up on TMS, Arvada population, Brian. Well-oiled date night. There are four hobbits. What things do you like about Vegas? Mowing a lawn with a fully exposed John Deere. Thunder Jacket is my ACDC cover band. Johnny Helmets. Just salt the earth. Dude, you've got Adele. They made small talk, very small talk. Red flag means someone barfed. The cart company needs better matchmaking. Conoco, the funniest gas station. He can draw my women anytime. 31 flavors of Omicron with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. How big is the honeycomb? Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. I will miss your ugly face around here. Ah, their milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, July 5th. 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and that's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello, it's Revenge of the Fifth. <coughs> Revenge of the Fifth, everybody. Let's do it every month. Every Go and month. put out all the fires and <clears throat> clean up all of the paper wrappers from your uh, legally bought fireworks that you did until 11 o'clock or 11.30 at night last night. In yeah. How was your dog? neighborhood where people are trying to sleep. She's deaf, so uh, <laughs> she's fine. She's, this is like... T- last night was was silver lining yeah. <laughs> basically it was like yeah. oh it sucks having a deaf dog except last night yeah when, uh, so who do you, so does anyone need the blanket the the tight blankety thing whatever it is the the what's it oh you, yeah the, the thunder called? shirt or whatever it's called yeah thunder jacket whatever it is uh no you know we haven't obviously since she's been deaf we haven't had to put that on her at all thunderstorms come and go firecrackers come and go but uh hmm um, yeah, no issues. We had uh, we had both yesterday, so I was really glad that I have dogs that don't care about thunder or fireworks. They neither are deaf, Good. but they just don't care for some reason, and I can't quite figure it out. I mean, Ripley gets a well, little consider, skittish. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, right? I feel I feel lucky. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, skittish. There's a little skittishness with with Ripley once it starts. She just is like curious, not really freaked. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Rainer's just like whatever tunes it out and lays down and doesn't care so we got lucky in that regard with those with those two dogs but i feel bad for everybody else with dogs who get freaked out also yeah. uh we had really weird wind yesterday and all i could think about all day was like oh man this is just gonna blow that stuff and make fires and we're all screwed what are we doing it's a dry summer we're this is terrible and then i don't know somehow miraculously mm-hmm. as if as if handed down from heaven uh, the wind subsided while the fireworks went off, so it was okay. Oh, good. Yeah, the storm, the, the the thunderstorms you had probably helped uh, with that as well. Right? It did. Uh, yeah, we got we got yeah. some weird microbursty stuff uh, prior to all this, but um, the worst so part the was earlier in the day we had Kim had this like awesome, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, avocado toast type bar. She said, oh, I saw the brunch photo. Yeah, it is crazy. Oh. We had all the kids over. It was so good. My gosh, that food was good. Uh, problem was it was <clears throat> blowing so hard outside we couldn't eat outside which was like mm. the original plan it was going to be all nice out there and you know shaded and but it was so windy it was just blowing everything to pieces so we had to eat inside but then later in the day it was fine so it all worked yeah. out well good yeah Very it was good. okay it, it's all right now here's a question yes as you guys all know uh brian like like adele and you know uh, 
Britney Spears before her. Uh, he has a he has a residency in Las Vegas. I do a residency in Las Vegas. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're and uh, you were going to go sometime at the end of the month, but I guess you had to change it. I'm really curious how this all went. Still, still going at the end of this month. Just even more closer to the end of this month. So it was going to be on the 17th, 18th, and I moved it to 10 days later, the 27th and 28th, because. Uh, my buddy Chris Brown, not that one, that emailer uh, called me and said, "Hey, I've got to I've got to fly to California and pick up a car for my daughter and then drive it back to Colorado. Do you want to come with me?" Oh, and I thought about it for a second. I said, "No, yeah, I that's don't." That's what I would have said. <laughs> and not because I don't think it would be a blast to do that, but because you know I've already got some you know some trips coming up in uh, this month and in September, and I need the the time here. But I said, "What's what are the dates you're doing it? Because I'm actually going to be in Vegas. You're definitely going to be coming through Vegas. You'll want a place to stay. Sure. Maybe it all times out. And he says, oh, it's going to be at the very end of the month. I said, all right, well, let me let me see what I can do. Let me work some magic. So um, got on with uh, Southwest. Uh, got my flight changed. It was actually $11 cheaper to oh. move it to, to the middle of the week. That kind never happens. That's too. fantastic. That's great. Yeah, it was going to be a Sunday night and, and a Monday, or basically I was going to get there Sunday morning, have all day there, yep. then spend the night, then have most of the day Monday, fly home Monday night. Sunday night's a cr- not a great day to go to Vegas, right? No. I mean, the crowds are down, but a lot of things aren't open, right? If you yeah. you know you want to do some cool, like, I don't know, Jules Verne-inspired whiskey tasting on a rocking uh, submarine, uh you can't do it on a Sunday night, but you can do it on a Wednesday, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they like to have at least, I mean, you know, Vegas one day of rest, please. That's what right, they exactly. Like. So Sunday yeah. happens to be happens yeah. to be that. So no problem changing over Southwest. Uh, I hop on the um, the M Life website because I was planning on staying at MGM Grand. I get into my reservation. I say, okay, let's change the dates. They say, oh, sorry, you're going to have to call us. A little message pops up on screen. Sorry, you're going to have to call us to get this changed. I'm like, all right, no boo, problem. Boo. So I get on the phone with MGM Grand. Yeah. Uh, get somebody very helpful, and he's, he, you know, he's asking me, all right, what are the new dates? What's your reservation number? Okay, let me let me plug it in, and, and uh, let's get it changed over. His system was going a little slow, though. So in the meantime, he had to make some some small talk or, you know, basically say, all right, well, uh, what other plans, what other things do you plan on doing while you're here in Vegas, right? Kind of like the, do you want me to set you up with tickets or you want to buy some tickets for Ka or get reservations for Craft Steak or one of the other many restaurants at the MGM Grand? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just there for the night. I'm uh, probably going to, you know, go go hit up a couple of restaurants that uh, that I know that are upstrip and things like that. Yeah, that's a okay. quickie. All right. Uh, sure. Still waiting, still waiting for your reservation to come through. Uh, so what things do you like about Vegas? <laughs> they have to make small talk. That's and great. I start, I start laughing and I said, "Oh my gosh! I guess uh, I guess you've run out of things for your little for your script there." <laughs> and I'm laughing. Silence on the other end. Like he doesn't laugh with me or anything. It's just silence. Oh, that's the worst. And he goes. No, I was just curious about what you liked about Las Vegas. Oh, okay, your reservation, your reservations uh, switched over. All set, mystery, but thank you for calling MGM Grand. Click. <laughs> wow. What things do you like about Vegas? Like, oh, wow. I don't know, the high prices, the uh, old people blowing smoke in my face constantly, the uh, mm. the heat. Yeah, uh, the heat, the, uh, the constant need to walk through a bunch of... <laughs> 
crap. Right, exactly. Yeah. Every every potential super spreader event going through the casinos, uh, that you know, all that stuff. I love it. Thank yeah. you. The chud that live under the city, the city. I love that. There's lots of things right. to love. You know, there, cities in my mouth. Sure. What's not to love about that? Sure. But uh, uh, yeah, poor guy. I feel bad for him because. I was joking, and he re- he really seemed to kind of take it personally. He wasn't in the mood you were in, and you and it was just it just clashed, and that's unfortunate because yeah. I I think I would have heard you laugh, and I would have gone, yeah, I did kind of run out of stuff anyway. You know, <laughs> I would have leaned into it, but he's clearly yeah. not having that kind of day. No, yeah. clearly there are more things I like about Vegas than he likes about Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's an unfortunate deal. Well, yeah. anyway, but you got it all worked out. You're you're good. Right. Got all worked out. Um, also, since we last spoke, since we, I guess, right before our, our uh, play date on Friday, mm, yeah. uh, Tina and I went karting. Yeah. This was a mystery date surprise thing for me. We have a an indoor kart track. Uh, it used to be an Al Unser racing, and now it's like Axelrod racing or something like that. But it's, it's an indoor track with... Um, uh, I think up to eight or ten go-karts on it. Really windy kind of thing. Um, and I'd never done anything like that before, right? Like, you know, bumper cars, Autopia sure. at uh, Disneyland, <laughs> kind of. And then, you know, driving a real car. That's been my only real experience of um, of doing anything even remotely close to that. So we get in there, and they're explaining the whole thing to us. They said, all right, well... Um, you know, because of COVID, we don't have the suits anymore. We don't, uh, uh, you know, we don't have the neck break or the, there was some other thing that, that we weren't going to get because of sanitization and COVID and stuff like that. Oh, but they used to have suits, like a jumpsuit type thing? A full-on jumpsuit that you would wear, yeah. Oh, which wild. is interesting. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Hmm. But um, but we do get a head sock to keep. Like, just basically, it looks like a ninja, a ninja deal goes on under our helmets. Nice. Head sock. And those those don't get reused, so I still have mine upstairs. They're like, oh yeah, we don't want those back, sir. And uh, it's a and good look for you, by the way. I'm just going to go ahead and put it on the record that I think Brian looks cool in a head sock. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-oh. I'm thinking about using when I lift. Yeah, <laughs> just wearing like the, yeah, like a like a burka. Basically, it's, there's something uh, about it. It's like I can't put my finger on it. It's because. You have no hair bulk, right? So it's just your right, exactly. It's so the shape it's still of your that head. same, yeah, the same <laughs> awesome. same head shape. It's the kind of guy like you feel like if somebody's robbing your house and they're wearing that for some reason, yeah, Brian seems yeah. less intimidating in a head sock than than other people. Yeah, but I'd also be very easy to identify in the lineup. Like, <laughs> oh, that 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 guy has the same shape as he did when he had the head sock on, so I know it had to be him. Yeah, and if you squint really hard. He looks like an uncircumcised peen. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I get that a lot. So uh, <laughs> we we get up there and, and basically they try to, you know, if you've got a big group, your group all goes together. But when you're just a couple going in there, they're going to pair you up with some other people, maybe a, a, a twosome or threesome or foursome or something like that so that they can have enough people on the track to keep things moving. Because sure. that place was busy. I mean, it was a constant, on a Thursday night, it was a constant people on the track. People who are not on the track getting in their cars and waiting so that as soon as the last car is in the pit, boom, these guys are going. And wow. it is like, bam, bam, bam. Wow. Uh, uh, re- you know, redundant. Ironic to call it a well-oiled machine or coincidental oh, to yeah. call it a well-oiled machine. Because they're all oiled machines, I would assume. Exactly. Yeah. So we're sitting in the, in the um, waiting area and they're getting ready to call our number. And we look over and we see a guy pull... 
you know, he's not going to use the helmets that they provide. He's got his own helmet. It's got his name on it. He brings it in in a cloth bag. Um, he's sitting with some other people who've got their own helmets. I'm like, oh, look at these guys. I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say it out loud, but man, like the, uh, the ultimate pros. They're like bo- uh, bowlers, you know, with their own They're, ball. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure enough, we, yeah. they call our number. We go out there and we happen to be going out there with the pros, with Mario Andretti, yeah. with, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., with, yeah. uh, those are the only ones I can name. Uh, Waltrip, Dennis Waltrip, that's a name, right? That's a. I don't that's know. A, you got me. Wal- all these F one people that they people love yeah. all the F one guys. No idea who they are. I have no. I idea. mean, I could say Daryl Earnhardt Jr. or Daryl yeah. Earnhardt Senior. Senior. They, yeah. That gives me two of them, really. Yeah, Just, one's a ghost. One exists. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, oh, Dick Trickle. Yeah, of course. Oh, Dick oh, yeah, Trickle. Gotta, Gosh dang That's it. right. And in the sign-up in the sign up process, you actually get to choose your name. And you get, kind of get put on the spot. It's like, oh, they didn't tell me I'd have to do this. Of course, it was mystery date, so I had even less time to prepare. So I'm like, uh, 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 Axel rolled. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like the play on Axel Rose, the, the very ham-fisted play on Axel Rose. I love it. Uh, Tina, Tina's like, I don't know what I'm going to put. I said, I want you to be Mad Maxine. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Came out very well. Yeah. So oh, we, we get play. in our cars, and of course, we're sitting there next to... Uh, Johnny helmets and you know all three of these guys with their with their pro helmets and uh, they're telling us like all right yeah you can you know here's what all the f- different flag colors mean there's like six or seven flag colors that you've got to memorize of like oh no this one means stop this one means pull over because somebody's faster than you this one means hazard on the track this one's like okay I know final lap I know I know the checkered flag that you're done is the is yeah the, I didn't know there flag. were I didn't know there were other ones I know there's one that's like oh. uh, a, a yellow flag when someone's wrecked and so everyone else has to slow yep, down or that's something the hazard uh a uh, white flag means this is your final lap, so you know get ready to wrap it up the next time you see me, kind of thing. Wow, they get uh, hardcore about this. They do. Red flag means just stop, just stop. There's a big problem on the on the course, so just stop. Yeah, someone uh, barfed yeah. or fell out or something. So yeah, so blue, wait a minute. So yeah. let me understand yeah. this. Like, sure. Are they are they trying to do like hard? Are they being hardcore about it, or is because I, I picture like bumper cars or something, you know, where it's a little oh, silly. Oh no, no, you get uh, you get a uh, oh, what's the color they give you there? They give you a oh, it's a whole different uh, black flag. Oh yeah, black flag. Whoa. They give you a black flag if you do something. If you're like excessively hitting the walls, if you're hitting the other cars too much, like you're, they can tell you're not doing it accidentally, but that you're doing it on purpose. Damn. Um, that oh no, maybe that's out? a green flag. It's a green flag. You're right. And then they hold up a sign that says what you're doing. Don't, you're skidding too much, which is like, I'm surprised they didn't call me on that because I was trying to do some drifting oh. and I was gunning my, <laughs> my gas pedal too, too soon during the drift. And I was like, Fishtailing as I'd round corners and stuff. The Fast and the Brian uh, Tokyo Drift out there. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we get out there, and um, you know, obviously these guys, these guys are lapping us. I mean, they we are basically chum in the water for them to like zip around. We're, we're additional obstacles that have been placed there to give them more of a challenge. Mm. 
I'm I'm kind of chuckling about it. Tina, it is stressing the crap out of Tina having these guys like constantly zipping around her because they'll they'll flat out cut her off. Well, they'd cut me off a couple times too, but they'll just like, no, I need to be on the far right side going into this turn, or I'm not going to maintain my my 39 second uh, lap. So they'll like and cut right around Tina, and I swear to God that she gave the Luigi stare like more than once as these guys were passing by her. For those unfamiliar uh, with the Luigi stare, go Google it. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing. That's great. So uh, that would stress me out too, I feel like. I feel like I yeah. would be just a little bit having... It's so funny because I can see you going, <laughs> and I can see Tina yeah. being more like me going, yes. God damn it, what the hell's going yeah, on here? It, the way I look at it, it's like, you know what? They pay the same amount as us. They're they're entitled to, you know, they shouldn't have to say, oh, okay, you know, this this amount that we paid to do this lap, let's, uh, we'll just, we'll just uh, kid gloves it because we've got some newbies on the track. That said, yeah. for more and more of this, I actually blame on the, the cart company or the the venue because what they should do is say hey what's your skill level how how much do you do this and if they find somebody who says oh this will be our first time then put a little asterisk in our in our you know reservation sure and pair us up with other people who've never done it before who are brand new don't put us don't put the the uh greens in with the black diamonds yeah basically. you're basically yeah. describing like first person shooters don't put the newbies in with the guys who are trying hard all the tryhards should have their own you should figure exactly. out a way to put them where they're supposed to be yeah i guess that's hard to know though right how do you know i guess if you see somebody bring their own helmet it's a sign yeah i mean you just ask you know basically when you're sent when you're calling to make the reservation say all right but uh have you done this before first time oh no i'm i'm a regular here i've even got my own named helmet okay like all right put this guy here <laughs> what's the what's the moba term uh we need to know what their M- mr what is it ah there's a thing there's a term epine no it's not epine <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Your EPN is what you show after you've won, but it's, uh, yeah, what am right. I thinking of here? Oh, MD- MMR is what Becca MMR, says. MMR, that's it. MMR? That's like a, that's basically code for, I forget what it actually stands for, but it's basically the computer's determining what your skill level is based on your play that you previously had. Problem isn't gotcha. with humans, you can't. I mean, you don't know who's in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. is it cart with a K or C? That's the big question. How do they cart with a cart with a K, I believe. Yes. Okay, they're going full Mario Kart there, are they? I guess they well, probably all do Mario that. Kart. Yeah. yeah, I think go-kart was always with a... Well, I know, go-kart I've seen both ways, right? I've seen it mostly with a K, though, when I think about it. Yeah. Go-kart. Did it have like a... Uh, uh, so were these... Were these um, sorry, gas powered or were they battery? They were gas powered, okay. and you you find out pretty quickly why you wish they had the suits when you um, when you wrap up for the day, and you come out of that thing smelling like you just mowed the lawn with a fully exposed John Deere riding mower. I hate that like, smell. You smell like you've been rolling around on the ground at the Conoco, basically. Is yeah, what you, I don't like that. Like. That's by the way. Yeah, that's a funnier joke because it's a Conoco than it would have been any other any other gas station brand. <laughs> and I don't even know why. Why is Conoco funnier? That's funnier. Yeah, Shell not as funny. No, uh, no, no any of them. Right. You could have said Exxon, I would have gone. Oh yeah, but Conoco <laughs> is a great re- pull. I love that Conoco. Yeah. So well, I'm glad. Uh, that sounds like fun. Like I would. It was. Do that. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. I would would do this again in a heartbeat with the one requirement that it's either with tadpoolers or with family members yeah, or friends yeah um 
I never, you know, it's like if I ever go there again, it's I just not because, you know, I like I feel like I've got more of a chance to beat him. I don't care. I don't care if I beat my lap or do a faster lap. I really just want to like, you know, get good at um, making the turns and drifting just the right amount and then going and, and stuff like that. But it's more like um, just having a bunch of people that you know that are like, oh, man, Scott just zipped right by me. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm coming up on Ice Worm, going to overtake him. And yep. stuff. I, oh, my gosh, Ice Worm would be a riot on one of those things. It That's would be a, a riot. We saw him this weekend. <laughs> oh, you did? Uh, Denver, how's, how's he Denver doing? Denver Comic Con, sla- what it's called, Fan Expo now, or Fan X for short, yeah. uh, was this last weekend. Yeah. He's great. He was um, working the Wizard's Chest booth. He works at Wizard's Chest, which is uh, best store, I think, in Denver to get games, cosplay, costume stuff, um, magic tricks. I mean, that, that place is a... It sounds awesome. Uh, it is that. awesome and it's all done like it's all all like you know done up inside to look like you're inside a tavern kind of thing that place is so so good so iceworm listens to the show and i just wanted to say uh you and i both have him doing things on the side for us like background mm-hmm. yeah. things that nobody yeah. ever sees or hears about no but that no. dude is one of the most like reliable on point constantly consistently really good at, at doing that stuff and yeah. there's no way he gets enough credit for this. So yes, shout out sure. to Ice Worm. That dude's, that dude's awesome. We think he's great. He absolutely is. So it was so great to see him. We weren't expecting to see him there, and, and so it was great to see him. Also saw Dean uh, Swedberg, member of the Denver Tadpool there as well. Nice. It was great to see him. We actually got tickets free because one of Tina's coworkers, her daughter, does the marketing for Fanex. Got this job in March and has been doing all the marketing for this. She's... um like her like her mother like Tina's coworker zero experience or i not an experience zero idea what any of this stuff is doesn't know comics doesn't know anime or sci-fi movies or hobbits or anything like that and it's actually really good uh we found out because she you know she gets to, she's hanging out in the break room with all these celebrities who are there for signings and uh she's like oh yeah how are those nachos oh yeah they look really good okay can i get you anything else do you want a, a coke or a glass of water no you're good okay fine and then she gets up and leaves huh. and somebody says do you know who that was that you were just sitting there talking to she's like no says, that's jim lee comic artist jim lee jim lee just hanging out with Whoa, uh four hobbits were there uh, including, you know, Dominic Monaghan. Oh, good. Those guys, I mean, they're not doing, they're not doing anything else, right? They're just chilling these days. So. No, and freaking Elijah Wood still looks like he's 20. Yeah, I don't know how that, out. I don't know what, uh, what he, he's done, but he, uh, he freaks me out. That guy's got to be, I mean, he's 40 or close to it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta be, I think. Uh, let me ask you this. When you, yep. uh, uh, you were there with those people, um, yep. And uh, wait, who was the first person you said that you saw? And they were like, oh, that's, you know who that is, don't you? Who'd you say? Jim Lee. Oh, Jim Lee. Oh, Jim Lee. Not only is that comic book artist and writer and creator Jim Lee, that's DC uh, chief editor uh, Jim Lee. Oh, right. See, I even forgot about that. I think, basically, I think Jim Lee, I think Image Comics, but I also think of that amazing X-Men, non-uncanny X-Men number one giant five cover thing that he did was so good it's so damn good so good also if anyone out there so he's you know does a lot of dc stuff now but 
mm-hmm. just going back through his catalog. Jim Lee is one of the greats, man. The the, the day really he is. goes is going to be a rough one because, and he's he's still kind of a young guy. It's not not like yeah. he's in trouble yeah, he's or anything. Not. But, <laughs> right, but exactly. he is so good. And if you've never read Batman Hush, you are missing out. It's one mm. of the greatest. And I got the big fat oh, hardcover yeah. thing. It's one of the greatest things, man. Oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. so good. Well, that's cool. Uh, Dice Tomato, yeah. Wildcats, yes, was Jin Lee, but uh, Gen 13 was... Scott. Uh, who's the guy who's just really good at drawing... Oh, his women. Incredibly are... attractive women. Yeah, uh, Scott. Shoot. Scott is it a something. Scott? Yep, it is. I know it is, but I can't think of his name. Last name? Oh, J. Scott Campbell. Oh, J. That's Scott it. Campbell, J. that's Scott it. Campbell, yes. Yes. He has an initial I forgot. <laughs> he puts yes. before the Scott. <laughs> yeah, J. Scott Campbell did, did Gen 13. But they were, I th- I'm pretty sure Jim Lee has done a cover or two and maybe he even definitely an issue has. or and two. And Dice Tomato confirms that, that he did some covers for that. Yeah. I still have a ton of Wildcats, Gen 13. I loved Wildcats. Can you make a Wildcats yeah. movie? Why not make a Wildcats oh, no movie? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. We need an show. image cinematic universe, an yeah. ICU. Oh, that doesn't quite work. The ICU. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't no, we can't have the ICU. That's, that's right. Hey, what's uh, <laughs> what's Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, he's in the ICU now. Yeah, oh, he's no. in the ICU. Have you guys heard about that? Samuel Sam Jackson has jumped ship and is now in the ICU. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> No. Is, is there anything we can do? Well, yeah, go go watch the movie. It's a good movie. But yeah, but he's in the ICU. Yeah. Hey, what's Matthew Mildeen doing these days? Oh, he's in the ICU. Yeah, oh, in the ICU. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it feels bad before they get excited. Exactly. Ah, uh, that's amazing. All right, I had a <clears throat> I had a thing about July Fourth that I'll probably well I need to share it, but I probably won't forget yeah. it. There was uh, so we so what we do because we live in this weird place where the actual community we live in called Daybreak. Uh, fireworks are not allowed ever. Mm-hmm. And so sure. what happens is the surrounding areas around daybreak, like parts of South Jordan and Harriman and on the other side, I guess that would be, I don't know what that is over there. But anyway, all these other places, they can do fireworks unless there's some broader state law that says, hey, too dry this year, don't do fireworks at all. Sure. But they but they can. So what we do, all of daybreak basically does this. Some people cheat and do it, do it anyway and nobody really enforces it. But... Um, there, if you walk down just just a block from where I, where my house is, there's a big giant park kind of down below, and then the valley continues on, and you can see basically mountain to mountain the entirety of the south end of the valley before the oh, point wow. of the mountain. So it's really cool. a cool view, and it's this amazing thing. And during the fourth and twenty fourth, because we're it's stupid like that with our Pioneer oh, Day, Utah Day, or Pioneer Day. That's yeah, right. And we yeah. do it again. Uh, so all those fireworks just keep happening. But anyway. Kim and I usually, uh, to avoid crowds and crap, I don't want to go to a big one, like a concert one or any of that crap. I don't no, want to do that. No, no. So instead we go out there, we pull up some, we get our chairs that we take from home, some snacks, a couple of drinks, whatever, go up there and we sit uh, on the ridge there and then we can see everything and we just wait for the sun to go down. It's always nice, always a nice chill, just sit and talk and chill out. And there's other people, mm-hmm. but they're all kind of scattered around. They're not, no, it's not a crowd. And then the whole valley, when they start popping off, is just ba-boom, boom, boom, ba-boom, boom. You just see them everywhere, including the big ones. They're just in the distance or whatever. So you're getting to see the big ones. Some people are just doing a lot of whatever. And I always have this game where I try to estimate how much money they're spending. 
<laughs> that, so. that probably cost them a pretty penny. Oh, that one's definitely a price. <laughs> yeah, because some of mine go, that's 20 bucks, that's 20 bucks, that's 20 bucks. That one's probably cheap. That's probably a $45 box they got at Costco, but nice, still. Yeah. So I'll try to add it up. We usually end up at around, eh, that was about 300 grand worth of fireworks in the general area, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably annoying that I do this, but I do it anyway. <laughs> so we're sitting there and up behind us is one of these new townhomes, which weren't there last year or I guess two years ago. Okay. And up on the top balcony, they have this awesome view of everything. And oh, I hear nice. these people up there talking and I thought what I would hear was like, oh, wow, look at that one. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. Bring me more, uh, whatever. Bring me more well, pigs in a blanket or whatever they're doing. <laughs> is that what they're having up there? Pigs in a blanket? <laughs> I don't know. I actually have no idea what they're eating. But here's what I hear. I hear this guy go, I'm never trusting my brother-in-law again. And I picked up. And I went, oh, what's this? So I kind of... Yeah, turned, that's the story I want to hear. Yeah. I turned this way a little bit. And it's before the, the big noisy ones have gone. So it's, I can kind of still hear them. It's, it's you know, what they're saying is carrying to where I am. And the wind's actually uh -huh. blowing that direction a little bit. So I listened a bit more. What it was, was this guy's brother-in-law convinced this dude to buy up a bunch of uh, NFT crypto, crypto stuff. Yeah, I was expecting this to be a crypto or NFT yeah. thing. Oh my God, that's awesome. And he says to the lady, he lost $420,000 <gasps> in, 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 these, in these NFT. And he can't unload anything. Like he can't get rid of anything. He's like super stuck with oh it. Oh my God. And um, it's like, it reminded me that there's a story floating around about the guy who bought Jack Conti's, or not Jack Conti, Jack um, Dorsey's first tweet. <laughs> let's, let's throw some shade at Patreon now. Yeah. No, Jack, so Jack Dorsey's original tweet, the founder of Twitter, his original tweet went yeah. for 2.9 million in it, as an NFT. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. guy's projected to lose $2.9 million on a thing. So he's going to lose 100% of his, its value. Anyway, uh, so that's what they're talking about up there. And he's like, yeah, well, I lost $420,000. Mm. And I was, I almost went, 420, blaze up or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't. And uh, all I could think of. Good. yeah. And he sure was just, that's all he, that guy wanted to talk about. The rest of them up there, there's one guy who's going, yeah, so I'm hoping the Raiders this year, this and that, you know, talking sports yeah. or whatever. And this other guy goes, and damn it, it's like it's not like you know, it's not like real money where I can just go get the money out of the bank. I have to burp, 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 burp. he just complained the whole time. And oh all God. I could think of was like, A, your brother in law sucks. B, mm -hmm. yeah, you could have you could have maybe not done that. Yeah. Maybe you could have not. Maybe this speculation on very un yeah. ridiculously hard to track and, and figure out what the up and down's gonna be every day. Maybe you could have held back a little and not spent four hundred and twenty grand. Listen, it could have just as easily been, you know, oh yeah, he told me to put all my money into Chevron and and now I'm down, you know, four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I mean, you know, we have a we have a uh, a special place in our hearts for cryptocurrency and <laughs> NFTs because it's you know yeah, but um, it's also a, a much more it's a safer bet to see to bet on Exxon than it would ever be for this. Like, I wonder well, if these these JPEGs I can right click and save for myself sure. are going to do well. Like, I feel like I feel like they had he had you know why like if you go what what do they call that not volatile stocks whatever it is mm -hmm. like there's a difference between investing let's say a thousand dollars in ibm where you mm -hmm. where you're looking yeah. it's consistent but Maybe then you're gonna market you know, like 900 800 or something like that and it'll go back up yeah it's like but whereas crypto goes up and down every five seconds yeah like just yeah. constant and right now just totally bottomed out and it is 
poop in the bed. So yeah. I would have done okay if I had ten grand just laying around. Okay, yeah. invest some. That's fine. Sure, do what sure. you got to yeah. do. Have a but have a Bitcoin. Yeah. Golly, yeah, but see, if I lost four hundred twenty thousand dollars, yeah, I'd be talking about it too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, and he didn't sound like a guy that was. Uh, he didn't sound like somebody who had the four twenty to spare based on the based yeah. on the complaining yeah. I was hearing. And that's the problem. Is it was like he probably had some good savings going. His brother in law sure. convinced him this was the get. This is how to double it quickly or something. You'll walk away with a million. I'm sure he told him and. Right. Anyway, it's right. a it's a pyramid yeah. scheme, and they're all getting screwed. I, I do like watching. Uh, you know, I I early not early on, but a while back, I bought a hundred dollars worth of um, Bitcoin just to just to see. And uh, so, anytime we bring it up on the show, I'm like, oh well, let's pull up. Let me just take a look and see where I'm at. It's like, oh yeah, hundred bucks uh, now worth forty five dollars. So yeah. great, yeah, yeah. pretty That's good. Just awesome. at least it's only a hundred though. You know, yeah, like, it's I, not four hundred twenty thousand. You know, I, that, I, that felt like a. That that's money I'd put on a craps table. There you go. You know, it's yeah. basically that's the way I look at it. It's like that money is spent the second I set it in front of the the croupier to turn into chips. And you've got if a, I walk it, away with anything, yeah. icing on the cake. And you've got this weird little piece of history thing. Like I wish I owned a tiny bit like that. I do. Mm. Even if it goes negative, I don't care. Like yeah. I just kind of want to have it and say, <laughs> I don't want to go negative because then don't I owe somebody more money? Oh, good point. Yeah, negative? yeah. <laughs> I guess you'll never owe anybody, but but They'll even never if drop it, below zero, I hope. Yeah, let's say it hits zero. That's fine as long as I have this thing. Where I can say, yeah, I got one of those. I just have one, you yeah, know. But yeah, I'm not exactly. gonna. I'm not gonna bet my damn future on it. I got Gosh, you know. No. Yeah. People in my life are scr- scrambling now because they got so hosed with this crash. Guess what, son? You're going to college, hopefully, in a few years, and it'll all be crypto. What? what what's yeah. going? Yeah, no kidding. The worst part is this. Like, they came to it with real money and said, you know, here's my 50 grand of real money. Let's convert it to Ethereum. And then did their thing. And now now it's just literally, if you're going to go pull it back out, what are you pulling out? Like, what are you You're just going to pull out half the, or less of the money? It just seems yeah. like a bummer. Yeah, no. At this point, I'm 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 letting it ride. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> all right, it's it's half gone. Let's just let's just see where it goes. Yeah, and uh, and maybe if one I day, see Brian, it go back up to hundred bucks. If it even goes up to hundred fifty, I'll be like, you know what? Eh, I'll pull it out. Yeah, but why not? Yeah. Either that or you know, hundred bucks is worth it to have a weird experiment that goes on for years. You know, <laughs> just a thing to try, and then maybe yeah, one day sure. if it suddenly go, goes bananas and you're suddenly worth a you know half a million dollars from your hundred dollar investment, great, pull it out. Right, yeah. But I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, <clears throat> all right, uh, there's all that. Uh, good stuff. Good, good conversation this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Remember those old console gaming uh, racing games we grew up playing on small CRT screens? Well, there's a new game out there, AV Racer. It's a 2D top-down retro arcade racing game inspired in style by, by all that nostalgia and in gameplay by the spirit of old arcaders. You play in five different championships on 14 handmade tracks with 24 different circuits. Collect trophies and unlock cars and tracks, compete against challenging AI, or enjoy the game with a friend in a two-player split-screen mode. The game is available now on Steam for just $4.99. Consider supporting the developer, a Tadpool member, by checking out this game on Steam. It's called AV Racer. Yeah, and I played it, and it's awesome. 
Uh, you guys should play. Now, if you like, remember Super Sprint? I think we talked about this. I totally remember Super Sprint. Yeah. yeah. Games like that, like these old top-down love racing that. games. Yes. It's it's basically a love letter to those to that style of racing, and it's awesome. I love it. It's so cool. What a great, what a great, uh, you know, nobody else recently feels like they were doing that. So it's like, oh, this is the kind of game I miss. Going yeah. to the arcade, sitting around with your friends around uh, a, uh, you know, like uh, four wheels around an arcade machine. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, they ba- he basically well he made your 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 dreams come true. So go play that game, everybody. Yeah, and it's super cheap. Yeah. It's like five bucks. Come on, get in there. It's great. All right. Uh, hey, a giant concrete eating snail. A bunch of snails have triggered a Florida quarantine. It's too bad oh, an actual no. pandemic couldn't do that in Florida. But uh, uh, kidding. <laughs> these freaking snails will do it <clears throat> i'll bet i'll bet they're fine putting masks on these snails oh yeah they got no problem with that they'll probably even take those yeah. snails guns away uh it says here <laughs> sounds like a horror movie night of the giant snails stucco stucco snacking disease carrying mollusks invade florida in 3d but it's real florida issued a quarantine order after the june 23rd confirmation that the giant african land snail known as the gals or g-a-l-s Shows up in Pasco County. Uh, snails in general seem like slow, relatively harmless plant snacking animals, but these are on oh, another level. I've never seen gals. these before. Look at the size of this thing. I haven't either. It's huge. I like the one in that guy's uh, gloved hand. If it can eat through concrete, dude, it can eat through that little thin sheet of latex glove that you're wearing. Yeah, it's and and it doesn't. Oh, look at that. Oh gosh, damn, dude. Do we? Uh, oh, geez, the next picture. Wow. <laughs> do we need to do the abbreviation, gals? That feels like. It feels like uh, gals. <laughs> I know. Florida's been invaded by a bunch of gals, see? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Just salt them. Just salt the earth. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That's all we need, right? Just just uh, helicopters dumping massive amounts of salt everywhere. In, in, uh, Doesn't that Florida. work? It works on snails, right? They don't like it. As far as I know, do they? Is there any connection between this and that uh, high rise that collapsed down there? Like, was it? Uh, oh, should this have had anything to do with it? The, I don't know. The, That's an interesting. Uh, I don't know if they ever. I mean, I think I the, the results of that investigation were like old, you know, shoddy yeah, workmanship it was just or a something. Really old, but crappy building. Yeah. But imagine these inside your walls, eating your stucco and your and your freaking whatever else. No they thanks. Eat. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah, that's nasty, dude. Mayor Watts says, nope, not the Florida collapse last year. Oh, well then, citation needed, uh, whoever that is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, these things can reach more than seven inches. For those around the world, that's 18 centimeters. Mm -hmm. And and all the places that are smart to adopt the metric system. (laughs) The metric system, yes. Uh, these are that's the length full length of these things. They lay thousands of eggs during its lifespan and can travel by clinging to vehicles and trash. Well, how does trash move? I guess trash. No, let them eat the trash. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It says they can also carry salmonella. Uh, They also have a parasite called rat lungworm. I don't like any of those words altogether. Yep. Causes meningitis in humans. That's a rough. I've had a friend with meningitis. You do not want that ever. No. no. It's basically an infection under your skin, and you can get cranial, like in the brain infections, which you can't get to. It's really rough. Uh, the Florida Department of Agriculture Consumer Services, or FDAX, caution, caution people must wear gloves and follow proper protection and sanitation rules when handling the mollusks. 
don't eat these is one thing you don't want to do. Don't yeah, them. please don't. Yes, that's yeah. very bad. Don't come home from you a French long day people. at work and go, Don't ah, be like, oh, it's look, giant escargot. <laughs> Where's my plate was just here a moment ago. Where's my plate? I mean, the animal is still here, but what is the plate go? <laughs> we, go we go as stereotyped as possible here. Yes, we do. Yes. The quarantine for, <laughs> says the quarantine for part of the county calls for nurses, or sorry, nurseries, solid waste facilities, trash haulers, and landscapers to abide by certain conditions, including reporting snail detections, applying pesticides, and allowing inspection of equipment. Their precautions are designed to prevent the spread of the snails. Again, doing more against these snails than they did against COVID-19. <laughs> Which actually proves my point about if COVID-19 was more visible, we'd have we'd have a very different discussion in this country about sure. it. Like if yeah. you look like monkeypox or it had some kind of outward expression, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have people going, it's fake or it's that bad. It wouldn't right. happen. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. would just go, oh shit. Yes. There's I a, don't want to be orange. Yeah. I don't I'm want gonna, to be I don't want my skin to turn pink. Oh uh, my gosh, let's uh Yeah, let's not catch COVID. Right. I, I hate to say this. I just wish it had a physical component. That mm-hmm. that healed up and went away. I don't want you permanently yes, scarred. No, but something right. We want to see the star bellied sneeches. We want to actually see the stars on their bellies so that we can isolate That's them. That's right. If you're gonna look, if you're gonna uh what's the secret invasion, what are they called? Uh Scrolls. Scrolls. If there's a scroll yes. there, I'd like to know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a nasty one. <laughs> 13 <laughs> decomposing bodies found at an Indiana funeral home. Now, uh, you might say to yourself, well, wait, a funeral home, isn't that full of yeah, bodies? Isn't that where decomposing bodies are supposed to be? <laughs> well, they're not supposed to decompose. They're supposed to be treated and then you know buried or otherwise burned or disposed of but that's not what happened here uh the decomposing bodies of 31 people along with the created cremated remains of 16 were discovered by officers during an inspection of a funeral home in indiana the inspection of lake ford funeral home and family center uh came following a tip from the condition of the business uh said one of the police officers at the department there says the bodies were said to be in various stages of decomposition and not clear uh if police suspect there was any wrongdoing but and no uh, arrests have been made it may just be a really poorly run mortuary. i think so we just have a really bad backlog we're trying to get these bodies through the uh yeah. incinerator sorry uh <laughs> it sounds like a lot of them are i mean families would definitely be aware that there's a problem so this sounds like maybe people that don't have a direct connection to anybody right. or they were yeah, just if homeless. you're trying to schedule a funeral and it's like oh yeah no we, we still have your still have your uncle's body here sorry it's gonna be a while <laughs> yeah and also them being in different stages of con- de- decomposition they should have been if they're gonna embalm them they would have done that or they'd be on ice there's like a bunch of things you would do you wouldn't just mm-hmm. leave them laying around and have them bloat out and be gross mm-hmm. no it's no. really oh, really the weird place must smell like hell oh can you imagine oh my gosh dude oh um, let's see. They had some people. Oh, no one answered the phone. The funeral home. Uh, some recorded messages. Okay, so they. It sounds like something's I have, up. I have a question about the name Lankford Funeral Home and Family Center. And Family Center. And Family Center. Like uh, hmm. uh you know, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, what does that come, mean? Come say goodbye to your loved ones and have a birthday party in the next room. <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? I wonder if that is what it is. Like they've got a little like convention space or something. <laughs> I don't know. Seems really weird. Like, like play our our ski ball and enjoy our collection of arcade games. That's right. You're <laughs> we have a television with the latest Pixar films running 24-7. Also, dead bodies yeah. everywhere. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's really odd. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Family Center. Because when I think Family Center, that's what I think of. is like, oh, we're going yeah. on vacation. We're going to go to the Family Center and the kids are going to swim and we're going to... Yeah, there's a, like a water slides and stuff like that. Family Center. Some yeah. arcade machines. There's some you know paintball or whatever. Genie. <laughs> Sounds like a movie for next Halloween. Yeah, it does kind of. It does. I don't like yeah. the sound of any of this. I watched a horror movie. 10% when you bury the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a horror movie over the weekend that I'm terrified to recommend. I don't think I will recommend it. Really? Terrified like it scared you or you're... I don't think anyone will... I don't think... How do I put this? It's an Australian film that I watched on Shudder because I got Shudder for the month Mm -hmm. because I wanted to watch Mad God. So yeah, I I thought, well, I'll watch other stuff on there. There's this Australian thing and I forgot the name of it. Oh... Ha- um, movie or uh, yeah, you said it's a movie, right? Not it is a, a movie. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half or maybe a little hour and forty-five minute Australian thing, and uh, really disturbing. And I forgot the name: lions or wolves. <laughs> I forget. <clears throat> it's basically a couple that lures people into their basement and traps them there and tortures them before they kill them, and then they go bury them. And Interesting. Uh, it's the kind of horror movie my wife would hate because she she like if you say hey we're gonna watch this Freddy versus jason mm-hmm. thing or whatever she's like yeah. whatever there's supernatural bullshit going on yes but when it's right. like actual like potentially your neighbors kind of thing yeah when you can when someone's kidnapped held against their will tortured horribly you yeah. know these sorts of things you can't do and i can't i mean a, i normally don't like them either but it was it was, was a movie that came out uh, a couple of years ago that i heard was really good but was a family that was that there's basically a home invasion where they took the family hostage in their own home oh right what was that and, uh, uh, some big name actors in there and it you know I, it got a lot of good reviews and for whatever reason it's like I don't know if I can watch that that stuff does freak me out what is called it's called somebody in the chat room not hostage house that's not that right no no not inside that's something else less like a uh, strangers was that it is it Strangers? 82? Let me or see the that's Strangers? It. That's nobody I know in terms of Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman. I don't remember. That might be... Kidnapped, house on the left, single white female. Mm, that's definitely not No, it. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler was not the most well-known name in that thing. Uh, when the owners? When a stranger calls? No. Mm. I don't know what that... I know what you're talking about. 100%. Like yeah. there's something with big name actors that was really well regarded, but just seemed like a harrowing nightmare. Yeah, exactly. And I All couldn't right, watch well. it either for the same reason. Anyway, okay. not Panic Room. See, even Panic Room's not in this cat. Kim could watch Panic Room. Yeah, right. It's something. I don't know what it is it's when they get. Of, but there's something about kind of bumbling. You know, you know that the the people in the the panic room thing the 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 intruders the burglars are kind of kind of be bumbling you know uh, almost home alone level yeah doofuses i spend but most of i spend calculating no we've planned on, yeah, on yeah. taking the people in this house hostage and yeah and they and it's always like 
Like even even like the uh, uh, d- uh, not dances with wolves. Uh, uh, whisper whisper with sheep. What's that called? Sheep. I don't know. Uh, oh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> At least that that also has a feeling of like of almost like otherworldliness to it. Even though yeah. it's it's not, um, <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to explain why some get me and some don't. But <laughs> whisper of the uh, sheep—that's not whisper it. of the sheep. Yeah, was it? Uh, and I think they they had masks on and on the movie poster. Darn it! Yeah, it's gonna drive me nuts. For some reason, I was thinking Tony Collette was in it, but I'm not. I'm don't. I think I might be confusing it. At around the same time was hereditary oh hereditary so it was about 2018 when that thing came out that yeah, that movie's still in my head freaking hereditary messed mm-hmm. me up that night that was a hell of a that's a that is one i will recommend if you like horror movies because it actually it's scared so me good yeah gosh yeah. dang it it scared me plus it was filmed in park city which i think about every time i go up there now it's like mm-hmm. oh shit this is where that was made um Breaking speaking in? Of, speaking of which you know what i got really into and it's partly your fault and for years you've been mm-hmm. telling me this so of other people you're not the only one but uh finally jumped in and started watching a ton of um uh the orville and here's yes my, here's my here's my take the orville okay. is fantastic it is to the point it that so is. It, uh, i don't i can't believe how long this took me i'm irritated at myself i'm gonna feel this way about loki everyone shut up but the point is <laughs> and and uh, parasite <sighs> and this and the, yeah it's uh-huh. so good it's so like I don't even I don't know how to say this. It's such a love letter to to next generation. And mm-hmm. I don't just mean like yeah, it's got its comedy bits and it's got some other stuff. But yeah. but they they have a handle on the whole let's use science fiction to explore hard to discuss topics. Yeah. Like let's make I forgot his name, but the 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 Cleon like dude who who's always gruff. Oh, Bordas. Bordas and his yeah. and his husband. <laughs> right. Because yes. that they're an all male society. They have no females. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything because this was all awesome to learn as I went. But then they they have this episode where they the baby they have, which is in the history of that that uh, that world and those people have always been male because they're a male only society. They have a girl, and they got to figure out what to do about it. And then they find out they're mm-hmm. not the first ones. Like it's it's these issues of today, but through the lens like Star Trek's always been. Yeah, and this is better than they do it. Like they're. I mean, you could argue T- TOS and TNG did a great job, and they did, of de- dealing with these things, and DS9 to some degree, and even Voyager, but these guys, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I absolutely freaking love it, Brian. Yeah, it's so good. It, it basically does all the things that that we wanted uh Star Trek Discovery and Picard to do, but doesn't, but doesn't do. It gives us that, like, oh, this feels like the next generation. It's got that, that, you know, they're trying, they're over there trying to be Star Wars. Whilst these guys are like, no, we're going to try to be Star Trek, even though we're not allowed to be. We'll call it the Orville and we'll just be Star Trek. Like they're not afraid to be the thing that we all love. And that for whatever reason, Paramount plus, although it sounds like strange new worlds is bucking that trend, but, um, Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen it yet, but, uh, they just are afraid to do it. Like they're, well, no, today's sensibilities and the way we film things, it's not going to work today. No, it does. It freaking does. And not only does it work, it works in spades. And also, you don't have to sacrifice effects. You don't have to sacrifice humor. You can actually laugh a little bit. It's, yeah. It is g- freaking great. Yeah. So if you were like me and you've been holding off, sleeping on freaking 
<laughs> getting getting Orville going. Don't do that anymore. Watch the Orville. It's all on Hulu. There's new episodes coming out now for yeah. this new season, and I hope they never freaking stop. Yeah. Uh, Especially, and if you're like, oh, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Family Guy fan. I'm not a big fan of that, you know, Seth uh, McFarlane's humor. Don't worry. It's it's such a small part of the Orville. Don't hold, if you're not a Family Guy fan, don't hold uh, Family Guy against... Uh, no, if anything, uh, it may improve your your I opinion so. of Family yeah. Guy, cause, or, or at least your opinion of Seth MacFarlane. Just go, man, yes. this dude's got range. He also clearly has like an unending supply of love for the source material. Mm-hmm. And it shows in every episode. And I don't just mean hard social issues, like, you know, Kirk kissing uh, Uhura back in the day was a big deal for interracial... Uh, couples and stuff in the 60s. It was a huge deal then. We don't think about it so much now, but it was huge. Things that happen on TNG with, you know, or even DS9 with uh, da- or um, what's her name when she had the tr- uh, the the symbiote in her. And he um, uh, and he was a she that that character was, was a oh yeah Dax Dax that's yeah. right mm-hmm. and Dad uh, Jadzia Dax is now got Curzon Dax as her thing mm-hmm. and that thing used to be a dude. And so there's like, you know, they had, they dealt with gender issues there. So yeah, you can have those kinds of social issues, but also mm-hmm. Star Trek does science issues. Like, uh, there's this episode of the Orville. I loved it where they go to the home planet of what's her name. I can't remember anyone's name, but they go to what's her name's home planet where everyone Picardo's her dad, Robert Picardo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. You get a bunch of Star Trek people on this thing, You'd love <laughs> but, uh, you go to their planet and they're all stronger than anyone else because it's 10 times the gravity of earth or something. And so when uh, Captain Mercer, played by Seth MacFarlane, needs to get, walk over there, he's got this special suit on that that makes it so he can exist in the gravitational pull. High gravity. Yep. And not be mushed. But then the suit breaks down because he gets shot by the doctor from uh, Enterprise. <laughs> and uh, he ends up on the ground with a timer that basically when the timer runs out, he's just going to crush. His bones are going to crush. It's going to be awful. And I just love them playing with those kinds of hypotheticals, playing with societal hypotheticals. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Watch it. I mean it. All right. Uh, that's it for news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Bobby Frankenberger. Bill's uh, still on his vacation. So as a result, he will not be here. When he gets home, when he gets home, he'll be making something. We know that. Oh, there'll be, there'll be lots of making going on. You You'll know never that. see so much making. But today it's science. So stick around for that. Before that, though, Brian, can you play a song for us all? Yeah. How about uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania? I don't think we've gone there for music before. No. Uh, an alt-rock duo called Observe the 93rd. Uh, they have a brand new album called An Eeriness to Everything. These guys are um, really, really good. And I don't know who I'd compare them to, but they've got kind of um, a Supergrass, I think, was who I who I initially wrote down. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, Panic at the Disco, Brandon Urie and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, hey, why, why, why wait anymore? Listen to it yourself. Here is the brand new single from An Eeriness to Everything from Observe the 93rd. It's called Dopamine. I was a fiend for dopamine oh. But sometimes what you really need
Firebird. Oh, never mind. Zero! You fight for Sparta! Sit down and listen, punk. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, yeah. I want to write down who that band was, so tell me one more time. Sure, that band is called Observe, the 93rd. Brand new album called An Eeriness to Everything. That song is Dopamine. That's awesome. You'll and like lately, yeah, they, they, opened, they yeah. just opened for Lit um, on tour. So I don't know who Lit is. Should I know Lit? Lit, uh, I could swallow my line. Oh. 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 No, that's not Lit. Who's that? That's somebody else. My own worst enemy. That's it. It's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. enemy. That's it. Yeah. Eve Six. Eve Six was the one I was just singing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Eve Six. Okay. <laughs> well, you do what you can do. Listen, they they kind of come up in my shuffle like uh, one right after the other because they're kind of similar. Yeah. So. You doing a genre play? You're gonna get them all. 
That's right. Thanks. Thanks for uh, the myriad of corrections in the tadpole between Eve Six and Lit. Thank yeah. you. Well done, everybody. Science. Look who it is. It's Bobby Frankenberger joining us all the way from South Carolina to talk about some science today. Hello, host of All Around Science, Bobby Frankenberger. How are you? I'm doing well, host of The Morning Stream, Core, <laughs> and many other podcasts. No problem. Hey, did you notice Bobby reached out to me once and said, uh, on Core, could you please repeat the name of the game you're playing more often? Have you noticed I've tried to do that more? I don't know if you I noticed. have noticed that. Yeah, it's okay. and it's helpful. I appreciate that. Who I says I don't listen to your one listener? So for anybody listening, just yeah. know <laughs> if you have a very specific request, all you have to do is email Scott and he will absolutely make whatever change you want. Yeah, yeah. no matter what it is. <laughs> if you say to me, I want Brian to speak in his falsetto voice for the rest of the show's history, it's happened. I'll do it. I'll yeah. have to do it. Scott will make me do it. And, yeah. Uh, there's just no getting around it, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, no, I I, you, I really did take that to heart because I actually think that's a that's a thing I wish more shows I listen to did, and not just with games, but like movies and TV or whatever. Like I want to, if they're going to make well, recommendations, I want to remember the damn thing. Yeah, and, uh, well, do it. core is so long. Yeah, <laughs> the show is that I I have it on in the background throughout the day doing different things whenever it comes out. So sometimes I'm half listening, and then I'm I catch in the middle of you talking about a game and it, I'm like, wow, that really does sound good. And then we and don't then, say what it is again. Yeah. 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 That's the problem with a long form show like that. I mean, and for, for the record, the show's not a day long. It's about, it's usually about two hours, two hours, 15, something like that. Yeah. Um, and Bobby's right. So let this be a lesson. To everybody out there, try to, if you're going to make recommendations, whatever the format is, whatever the thing is, say it at the top and say it again at the end, at the least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Hey, Bobby, it's good to have you here. Um, the world of Thanks. science never stops moving, no matter what we do to it. So what's going on today that you uh, think would be of interest to our listeners? Well, there's a lot of things going on, but you mentioned last week something about uh, all the, how there's a bunch of different Omicron variants of COVID-19. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, one with like neuro something something. Eat your brain. It's just all of, the, all of the variants that are out there have there's so many now i thought why not do a quick roundup of what they are and what the differences are like what what the different flavors of omicron are right now and um and whether what you what you should know about them you know mm-hmm. yeah so so let's talk about it like it should should people be immediately go oh freaking not only is it easy to catch now even if you're vaxxed but now it goes after my brain cells mm-hmm um, probably, so the short answer to that is probably not. Um, and it has to do with why it's, it, they, and how they name variants and what counts as a, a sub-variant and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, the fact that they're all Omicron means that they're all kind of this similar to each other. Okay. Um, so it, when you go for, you know, before Omicron was Delta and when it, when they, re, when they named so Delta, you know, Beta, Gamma, Omicron, all of these different variants, they were, they were variants of COVID-19, so they're all the same virus, but they're, they're quite different genetically from each other. Yeah. And so that's why they have these different names. But the difference between Delta and like it was quite different from Delta, so they renamed it a completely different variant, Omicron. But within those variants... You can have 
still genetic differences that that make them different enough from each other that you might want to point that out. And sure. so that's what a subvariant is, and that's where you have like these BA.1, BA.2, and so on. Now they're up to to dot five with yeah. Omicron. Do you think this stuff the it, way the way science has to categorize and name and stuff? Do you think it confuses the less read parts of our communities? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do they? This isn't. How do I put this? I'm not trying to be rude, but there are people who hear this sort of thing and just go, ah, science, what do they know? All I know is my dog loves me or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels well, like it's complicated. That took a left turn. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, uh, I couldn't think of another thing to do without offending somebody, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, yeah. So the... Uh, I think there are definitely people who are exhausted by the fact that that things are always changing. That I mean, that's the nature of science. We're constantly updating our knowledge and having to... And when you update what you know with new information, sometimes you have to change your opinion about things or you have to... You have to you, I don't like to say your opinion about things. You have to update what is what is true in your mind right and that can be frustrating to people because sometimes it's very difficult in the first place to to take effort to learn something it is difficult you have to read and do research and understand it that can be really difficult by itself just understanding something and when you finally do that and you turn around and and a day later it changes that can be frustrating right yeah and exhausting so i sympathize with that um but but and and it doesn't make it easier when everyone and especially the news are so laser focused on everything that's going on with covid something that is like an existential threat we're being told which is you know it was true at least at some time at some point uh it was very threatening and so it's it's like Oh my God, this is a big deal. I need to pay attention to it. There's so much information coming at me with every little change, and that can be really exhausting. And I don't blame anybody. And I do sometimes think maybe we shouldn't have a headline about every subvariant of COVID that comes out, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that we discover, because as I'll get into in a minute, most of these really are not super concerning. Um, not in the way that people might might be thinking about. Now, the 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 dot four and dot five subvariants of Omicron are a little concerning for reasons I'll get to in a second, but but not like life threateningly. You know, nothing nothing to to just throw up your arms and and just give more, up more more than the right? base the baseline that is already the danger or the if concern it, or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah if it doesn't change what we have to do to keep from getting it or or anything like that or pr- uh, procedures we have to take yeah it shouldn't we you know don't let us know about it just that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a really good way to think about it brian yeah. is that nothing ha- nothing none of these subvariants that we're discovering are changing anything about the way you should be behaving right right yeah. Um, still, be careful if you're in a public place, especially if you're at higher risk, wear a mask. Um, if you're outdoors right now, still not a huge deal um, with a mask. But, you know, if you want to err on the side of caution, wear a mask. Um, th- everything we already know. I'm not saying anything you don't already know mm-hmm. when I say all that. Well, but, okay. um, but what about these variants should we know? Um, 
a, a quick history. The 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 original COVID classic is called you hear referred to as the ancestral strain. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that. I always wondered about yeah. that term. I haven't. Yeah. Ancestral strain refers to the original COVID when it was discovered back in 2019. Uh, and so the ancestral strain was already very concerning because it spread very quickly, right? Um, and it had an R value. It just if you, I'm going to say R value a couple times here, and just to refresh anybody's memory who might have forgotten or anybody who didn't know, the R value just refers to how quickly it spreads. Um, the ancestral strain had an R value of about 2.8 which means that for every person who, who got the original COVID, they could expect on average to infect about 2.8 people around yeah. them. Um, Delta was the first time, was the f- first major variant that everyone was really panicky about. There were a couple before that, but Delta was like the big one. That's when we had the first really huge um, surge in cases. Right, yeah, is when Delta Delta came around, and that had an R value of five point eight. It, that's what was such a big deal about that. It, it's it it spread so much more easily. Um, it, that was nearly for every person, nearly six other people were likely to get infected by every person who had Delta. Wow! But then, wow. yeah, then when Omicron came, this is it got even worse because that R value jumped to eight point two. Um, and so these are the big changes that that were happening. Now there are a lot of other things with Omicron. Omicron uh, was there were you might have remembered them talking about how like with Omicron there were, they discovered fifty mutations or or more than fifty mutations right in the in the virus, and um, twenty six of them I think it was twenty six were unique to this variant and hadn't been seen before and a bunch of them like over 30 of them of the mutations were on the spike protein itself which is how it attaches itself to cells in your body and all this kind of stuff and that was what was a big deal about omicron and all those things together made it very easy for it to spread or to infect people effectively and so that's when that's when we started paying attention to omicron very very quickly omicron spread everywhere it was it was first identified in november in south africa this is november of last year yeah um and by early december the first case was found in the u.s and by the end of december it was by far the majority of cases in the u.s and i think early january it was already in the 90 percent does that mean the other the the previous variant or the previous flavor went away did it die off? original flavor yeah yeah like, um, cause that's think, the idea, think, right? The more dominant thing takes over and everything else kind of says bye, right? Yeah, because if it can't spread, if something else is spreading more quickly than it, then it can't take hold because the, you know, it's, they're all the same virus. So they're all trying to fill the same niche in our bodies, in the environment. Yeah. So if some other strain comes along and and gets to you first, then then the other one isn't going to. So it it does get pushed out. I don't actually know if they do find the ancestral strain anymore out in the wild. I think Delta is still out there and like, but like globally, it's in the single digit percentages. I think. Interesting. Um, 
Because that, but that if, is the point, right? You, the dominance of a strain is—I mean, it's the whole—that's the whole thing. There's like a the virus is, it mutates and changes so that it can try to. I don't know. It's easy to assign a brain to these things, but like you know what I mean. Like it wants yeah, to, it wants to keep really going. So how does it propagate? Well, it it alters its its schmear, and then now everybody's got it again. Well, why? Well, because that one's much more contagious, but less harmful. But that's right. the trade off, and you know, it's it can get confusing. I guess what I'm saying is. You know, we call it ancestral strain. We should call yeah. it COVID classic. COVID then, classic. Then like the Coca-Cola common man, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, common yeah. man would understand what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Yeah. You could say, uh, someone in the chat mentioned crystal COVID, but that wasn't here very long. You know, so you could do that <laughs> yeah. with one of the short run strains. And, Vanilla uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah, these are the <laughs> these are the brains we're 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 having to appeal uh, to these days. I need COVID zero. I'm not doing any of that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, COVID zero sounds great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, zero, yeah. Zero. All the great COVID. taste of the original COVID. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yes. uh, well, anyway, so that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, that's just Omicron. What I was just explaining to you is just when Omicron came on the scene, yeah, right? Yeah. That's just a variant of. Uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and but what we wanted to talk about were subvariants. These, uh, these, you can subdivide that because because the thing about viruses is mutations are happening all the time, constantly. Yeah. Um, you could you could go crazy with naming every single mutation and and calling it its own subvariant or sub-sub-sub-variant or something like that. But, but scientists aren't going to do that. Epidemiologists aren't going to do that because most of them are not of concern. You don't, the, the mutation that happens either does nothing or very little, and we're just not going to look at it. So what the CDC does and the World Health Organization, they look at variants of concern. Yeah. You've probably heard that before. Um, and these are when a, when a, when a mutation or a, or a cluster of mutations happens that is concerning and likely to make the the virus uh, behave in a different way in in the population. So uh, the the main things that they look at are whether or not the mutations will make it um, spread more easily or quickly, or yeah. whether the mutations are going to uh, make it more dangerous or or change completely how it works. That's very unlikely to happen, and that's not really how it's happened with covid at all yeah. but but uh the two main things are how quick is it changing how quickly it spreads and and or is it making it more deadly or or causing more severe illness right yeah and so when those changes happen that's when they label it a variant of concern now one of the one of the tricky things about covid is is we're so hyper focused on it that sometimes variants get named Bef- and and get into the headlines before we even know if if these changes are going to impact the population because we our our technology is so good at looking at these things we can see the mutations and think oh that might be like like the mutation right there has changed how the spike protein works so that might be something that could be a problem, and then it ends up in a headline somewhere because it's someone found it in a pre-print scientific server somewhere and said, "Oh, we need to be worried about this." But but the the ones and that happened with like dot three. So the dot three, I'll start there. The dot three variant um, 
was everybody it raised alarm bells there were a lot of changes that were happening but it never really took off right so that one nobody really nobody talks about that anymore no <laughs> um because it didn't go anywhere it's not cool anymore um, to talk about that it's not it's not cool yeah. anymore yeah. yeah um it was a one hit wonder and, <laughs> and yeah. whatever other metaphor you want to right. use <laughs> sure why not um but uh but the very first one you'll he- you'll see BA.1 sometimes that is the f- that is just the first omicron variant that was discovered so it's not that's not really a that's not really like different from omicron when it first came on we just called it BA.1 yeah mm-hmm. um the re- I, like i already said that one was spread very very quickly that was the big deal about that and that's why we named it omicron and, and separate from delta because it has so many so many mutations and it spread really really quickly the other thing about omicron ba.1 was it it's it was when we started to notice that symptoms started to get much more mild than previous hmm. um previous variants of covid so that was a that was a promising hopeful thing yes it was spreading more quickly but the symptoms were mild there was a lot less of the you probably don't hear about this very much anymore there was a lot less uh, of the loss of taste and smell symptom mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. That indicates probably that there are less um, neurological impacts happening, although although it's still not 100% clear why the loss of taste and smell was happening. Yeah, which um, is in itself a neurological condition, right? Because you're Yeah, it can be. It can be. It, it could be that you're losing taste and smell because of other things going on in your sinuses or your you know, just other parts of your airway and everything that aid with that. But um, there were, I think some of the leading hypotheses were that, um, that it was neuro, that it was somehow neurologic, neurologically. Um, my, my son, my son-in-law still can't eat uh, strawberries and it's been really wow. A month and a half or something. I think well, Dan, st- Dan still can't, uh, Dan Patrice, our very own Dan Patrice still can't eat French fries for some reason. Yeah. Guy across the street yeah. uh, who normally does the bike ride thing, he he still doesn't have capacity in his lungs. So yeah. he gets winded still. And it was, it's been weeks. And we had this guy wow. who we just heard about yesterday who went in, he's super anti-vax. So that's part of the equation, but uh-huh. mm-hmm. he's, you know, relatively young, 42 year old dad of three kids, I think went to ended up in the hospital on a respirator for original covid for for legacy covid mm-hmm. and then <laughs> what's the word you used primordial ancestral what? ancestral 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 covid <laughs> primordial something like that. covid primordial covid um anyway he comes home he's like yeah i beat it i didn't need no vaccine to beat it i'm like hey you may not have had to have gone in if you didn't anyway whatever so he <laughs> He, uh, he's, he's home and he, but then he starts having weird issues. Like the smell and taste thing don't come back for him for a really long time. He can barely breathe. It's like a lot of residual stuff, long COVID kind of stuff happened to him. And then he caught it again for uh, two months ago. Didn't end up in the hospital this time, but yeah, got is now dealing with some kind of weird neurological stuff, nervous system stuff. Um, what's that th- uh, nerve pain, nerve ending pain mm. thing that he's never had to deal with before all right in the wake of this recent infection. And the problem is we haven't done enough to know for sure that you can say, yes, 100% we're sure this was COVID related because we, right. we can't. Right. But 
Uh, you know, he, nobody knows what else to say about it except, well, they're all mysterious conditions that you got out of nowhere only after a second dose of this COVID thing. And that's when the conversation started going in this direction of, well, I hear the new variant is attaches to your neurological cells and turns you into a monkey or whatever. Like they had, there's, there's <laughs> some panic around that. And this yeah. guy seems to be like, you know, a little bit of a, of an example of it. He's still anti-vax by the way. Um, oh. The point is, of course. Yeah. and his poor kids. Oh, he's in the hospital now for sepsis, mm. but the sepsis is not your normal, like, it's not even, it's not called sepsis, but it's basically like a, a meningitis type thing that's somewhere in his, up here in his head or something. And they have no explanation for it. They're like, we can't find, we can't figure out what the frick happened to this guy, except that he had two really rough bouts of COVID. One almost killed him. The second one just left him a mess. So mm. anyway... It's so That's easy scary. for us. It is scary, but it's easy for us to take these anecdotal examples, people that we right. know or whatever, and then apply a broad blanket to it. And right. I think that that's... And I'm glad you said that because there actually isn't a lot of um, evidence or none, none that I found that that these um, that these Omicron subvariants are any more or less likely to do neurological damage. That that's That's probably data that's going to take a long time for us to hash out because that stuff usually just takes longer you have to look at people for a long time and and see what's happened probably um, years right like yeah yeah, yeah yeah um i don't know how how they do how they monitor that that exactly so i wouldn't want to say but but um i know that from what i could find i couldn't really find strong evidence that these current omicron variants were any any more or less neurologically active or anything i think the word you were looking for was neuropathic pain yeah. um but uh anyway um so that was that was what happened with omicron and the story of omicron and all these subvariants really is a story of every one of them being faster to spread than the other ones all right because yeah. yeah. omicron by itself was really really fast but then the ba.2 subvariant was discovered also in November, but we didn't really get our first cases in the U.S. until January. Um, I don't know if you heard that one was called the Stealth variant. Did you ever hear that? Oh, I do remember that one. No, yeah. I don't remember. No the symptoms, name. right? It wasn't because of no symptoms. The symptoms were basically the same, um, okay. still mild. Actually, there was a that with this variant, there was there seemed to be more th sore throat. Mm -hmm. became more common and also gastrointestinal stuff oh so like yeah that stomach thing that's right yeah some people had that real bad i remember now mm -hmm. i didn't know it was called the uh -huh. stealth variant it sounds like only klingons would get it or something birds of prey <laughs> <laughs> it was called the stealth variant because it was really hard to distinguish from delta in the pcr tests at the time and that was when delta was still around so they were trying to find how much delta versus versus omicron was out there they were tr still trying to figure out if Omicron was going to completely take things over. And we, spoiler alert, it did. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, it did. <laughs> but at the time, they were trying to figure that out. And it was very frustrating because these P PCR tests would show up uh, saying that there was the Delta variant, but it was actually this Omicron subvariant. And so they called it the stealth variant because it was hiding and, and masquerading as Delta. Yeah. Um, Three of my but neighbors got that version. spreading even faster than the original Omicron. Yeah. So. Three, three of my neighbors got that version of it. It got the stomach version of it. And um, yeah, they are a mix of vaccinated and not vaccinated. But even in, in all their mm -hmm. cases, 
it was a rough couple days. Yeah. And then doing great. I kind of wish this thing would morph into the rough couple day stomach thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't want to wish that on anybody, but it, it seems no, like course. that yeah. that's more of a in and out and we're done type. Which would you experience. rather have all things being equal? Yeah. I, I'm curious about this. Which would you rather have, you know, sinus congestion, cold type illness or or stomach stomach stuff if you're saying for yeah. let's say both cases last the same amount of time or or do we not get that option no you don't get that option because because i i'm thinking more real world like like congestion sinusy stuff usually and like stuff in your airway usually sticks around for like a couple a week couple or of weeks, two yeah. like two weeks mm-hmm. you know yeah. mm-hmm. um but but diarrhea stuff gastrointestinal stuff usually is like more severe like it's to me, shorter. it's it's hits more harder, severe, but, but it's yeah, but it hits harder, but it's over faster. Exactly. I think I would go with the latter, despite the fact that it would wreck my barf record. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that to happen. I don't have no, a, gosh. I don't have a runny butt record. I wish I did, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, I'm like everybody else in that regard. But um, yeah, yeah. It, other than that, like taking that off the table, I think I'd rather have the hard hit and get out. You know, definitely would rather have the stomach stuff, just because the uh, sinus stuff for me more impacts my sleep because of the apnea than oh, the stomach yeah. stuff would. So, Oh, good point. Yeah, well, At least that's I why, could sleep and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I would pick definitely the, the gastrointestinal stuff too because of my because i like to run and so mm-hmm. it, when i get yeah. when i get like a, a chest cold and stuff that puts me out of running for like two weeks you know yeah it takes a while to get that back and if it's covid yeah. maybe worse um so yeah i think we'd all take the the, the guts over yeah. the over the breathing yeah. air <laughs> so we said so we said before that ba.3 we never really cared much about that because it never really took off but right now everybody's talking about four and five um, I'm going to group those together because even though they're technically different, they are diff- separate subvariants. They, they people are concerned about them for the same reason, and it is because, as has been the story, they are spreading even faster than all the previous Omicron subvariants, which Omicron already was the fastest spreading version of COVID. Oh, we got a record breaker then. What we got? <laughs> right. So it's spreading even faster, but. Uh, the other part of the continuing story is that the there are even less severe cases of of this version. So it's it's moving in the direction that you would expect a a widespreading virus to move, which is easier to spread, faster spread, less severe. That's okay. just a successful virus wants to do that, right? Because because in terms of its success if it can spread really really quickly but not kill people <laughs> um then then it's it can spread more easily it right? spreads more easily and respreads because it wants to be mm-hmm. yeah. it finds homes and lives there it's like a That's, lot of i mean right. if you look at historical viruses that are a big deal that's what they ended up doing, right? They leveled yeah, out. Or it goes completely in the other direction and that makes it a big deal too. Like it's incredibly deadly and yeah. fast. Um and uh we don't want that but, one yeah um so <laughs> i'm just letting so, you know in case you have any sway with the virus yeah yeah yeah, that'd be great so um <laughs> i'll i'll send it on up the line okay. um the uh you mentioned re reinfection yeah and that's the reason that people are talking a lot about these dot four and dot five sub variants is because for some reason 
Well, there are two two big concerns about this right now. First, it seems to be able to more easily reinfect people who had earlier forms of COVID, and that's why you're. That's probably why you're starting to hear. I, I know I have starting to hear a lot more about people who had who are getting COVID for a second time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's probably because of this. For some reason, this this uh, subvariant is different enough, or or something that it's able to reinfect people more easily who already had earlier forms of COVID. The other thing is that this version of COVID is is much. Um, is able to get around vaccines more effectively. The vaccines are, are becoming less effective against these particular subvariants. Mm-hmm. Um, now they still the vaccines still work. So this is not a a call to <laughs> hold up on your getting your vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't gosh, throw no. your needles out. Um, that was a weird thing to say, but don't, <laughs> the uh, the don't don't avoid getting a vaccine just because of that because it's still somewhat effective. Yeah, um, it's just not as effective. Remember the vaccine; these vaccines have been so great because starting off they were at like nine upper ninety ninety percent um, effectiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so being less effective might still be like they're only sixty or seventy percent effective, but in terms of vaccines, that's still pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so still still get vaccinated, but that's the concern because if it continues to go in this direction, now good news is with mRNA technology. Um, we can respond. Scientists and, and and companies can respond to that very quickly. Yeah. They can they can come up with new vaccines and get them out into the boosters and everything more quickly. Yeah, so. which is what you want. That's what we want. Yeah. I was listening to a song by Three Eleven yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> called original? it's called Dodging Raindrops. It's from Vo- their latest album in 2019, Voyager. It's really good, by the way. They make great music right now. I'm going to pause this for YouTube. Sorry, YouTube. Um, I'm going to play a little piece of the song because right when I was in the car discussing how I feel like I've been really lucky and still haven't caught any form of COVID that I know of. Right. Um, there's always, you know, asymptomatic carriers and that. But Kim and I have, have not done this. And we were in the middle of discussing it when we heard this lyric. Okay. I want to, I want to play this. Hold on. Mm. Hold on. It's really low. This isn't quite, oh, you guys can't hear it. Hold on. I've been dodging raindrops for far too long, says the song, mm-hmm. right as we're having a discussion about how I'm dodging these raindrops for two years, three years. Yeah. I'm just saying it made me feel COVID drops. Yeah. Is, uh... It makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes yeah. me nervous. Anyway. Thought yeah. I'd share that little anecdote. <laughs> uh, Bobby, as always, it's very interesting to have you on the show and talk about these things. Uh, there's another outlet where you do this uh, in a more meaningful, long-form way, and that is All Around Science. Tell people about it, what's happening this week, and where they can get it. Yep, that's our podcast. Me and my co-host, Mora, do All Around Science. That's what it's called. Search for it, and you'll find it. We've got a website, allaroundscience.com. Yesterday, the episode that came out was all about uh, traffic. You remember you? We talked about some traffic um, a few weeks ago. I told you I was doing some research for an episode. Well, that's the episode just came out. Um, traffic like car traffic, traffic right? Car traffic. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 Like, yes. Uh, what caught like those little slowdowns that that then turn into giant uh, yeah 
phantom traffic jams. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the term. Yes. Oh, very cool. I want to hear this. If you live in a big city like Atlanta. You're very familiar with <laughs> phantom traffic jams. That's true. My, for a hot second, we looked at a house in Atlanta uh, last year. It, it was, was really a hot, a hot second. second. Yeah, it was yeah. a hot second. <laughs> About the same thing. Part of the reason we didn't do it was how hot every second will be. So we yeah. didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But also, it's now really expensive to buy that house in Atlanta. Nobody's mm-hmm. moving anywhere. Anyway, uh, well, this is all good stuff. Check it out. All Around Science, wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby, having you on, man, it's just a treat. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And uh, we look forward to having you on next time. We'll see you later. See you, Bobby. <laughs> Big grinny, long-haired Jesus. I know it's guy. a good. Uh, he was ready for a freeze frame, really, with that look. Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would too if I had his hair. Sure. All right. To get out of here, we're gonna do a quick email. Uh, this is an email that we received not long ago. Send and receive email. It's the morning stream at gmail.com. This is from Taylor, who says, Brian, this is mostly for you. It says, Hi Scott and Brian. I have a question for Brian that surely has been asked and answered before, but I can't keep up with the thousands of stories I've heard from the show. I was watching Kitchen Nightmares, and a restaurant in Arvada was the episode's focus. <laughs> Did Brian ever get to experience the old neighborhood restaurant? Hardly an exciting question, but Brian is the only person I know uh, in Arvada that exists, or anyone that, that I know in Arvada <laughs> no, that's exists. That's not what that sentence says. Brian is the only pers- reason I know Arvada exists. There we go. <laughs> the only person in Arvada that exists. <laughs> oh, man. Tomorrow I'm the I'll tell Tyler you, Durden of Arvada. I'm like going to tell you guys tomorrow about this giant new floaty that fell off my lens. Oh no, new floaty! Stuff oh, gets in the middle, and I screw words up even worse than I do normally. Anyway, he said it made me think of TMS. So before before I go on, because yeah. there's more to this, what do you know this yeah. place? You ever been? I I do know the place. We went after like that place has been around forever, and I remember even as a kid um, going by there. It was it's right by a Target that that used to be on a you know on a typical bike riding path that I would go uh, go along um, but I never went there uh, until maybe about I don't know 10 years ago with the crazy neighbors um, we went after the kitchen nightmares thing and I think we even saw the episode beforehand or we just knew because they had signs up that said recently featured in kitchen nightmares Um and we actually, the the person who served us, or at least came to our table at one point, was the owner. And we asked how the whole Kitchen Nightmares experience was. And he's like, oh, you know, he, he came in, he complained about all the stuff we had stuck on the walls and, the, uh, <laughs> and on the shelves and how it was never dusted. And we threw a lot of that stuff in the dumpster, but a couple things I went back and got and hid in my house until they left. And then I brought them back. There was a big mannequin that was at the entrance. Um the place uh, closed and reopened recently as the butchery, or opened again in the last five years as the butchery. Same people or new people? Same, might be same people. I I don't know. I never saw that guy. Like, and I've been to the butchery maybe three or four times. They have incredible breakfasts, or they did. Um, they no longer do breakfast there, so uh, it's like uh, lunch and dinner only. And uh, I haven't had a reason to go back there and try lunch or dinner because their breakfasts were so good. Oh, interesting. But, okay, yeah. but I wonder if that actually gave them, at the least at the time, a boost. It, I'm sure it gave them a boost. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't have they wouldn't have promoted like recently featuring Kitchen Nightmares because then people are like, oh, well, that place now has got to be a lot better than it used to be. Let's go there and check it out, even if they'd never been there before. It's what drew. Uh, us and the crazy neighbors there it's uh oh all this that's interesting so it did yeah. work in that regard so uh 
I know this ha- like some some restaurants that diners, drive-ins, and dives goes to. Actually, some mm-hmm. of them were like in huge trouble, and it turned them around, like completely yeah. made the place successful, yeah. and now they still exist because of this one appearance. I think that's really actually very rad. Yeah, uh, I do too. Like, do if, if it does help that sort of thing, um, you know, you don't hear about any backlash of like, oh, you know, the Gordon Ramsay came here and basically made the restaurant just like another restaurant. It lost all of its charm and that sort of thing. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking at their their website and their steaks look fantastic. But Ooh, uh, I'd go for that. Yeah, I'm but, having a bison steak tonight. Oh, bison. That's nice and lean. Yeah, have jealousy, everyone. Have jealousy. I do have jealousy. We got a good Although, deal. I could have a steak tonight. We're going to trivia tonight. So, and the place we're going does have, but not bison. Just not bison steak. Steaks. No. Yeah. No, something from a less endangered species, probably, is where you'll go. Right. Yes. Probably a burger is what I'll have, yeah. or, or what they call what is actually on the menu as their really good chopped salad, which Ooh. is a really good chopped salad. I love chopped salad so much. Yeah. Just give me a big yeah. wedge of cold, wet lettuce and cover yeah. it in shit. I'm in. Covered bacon and chicken and uh, avocado chunks and Swiss cheese cubes and stuff oh, like that. Man, I'm so yeah, I'm so into it. After seeing what that guy did with charity for money, who is this? Yeah, it's a TVZ gun talking about Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy I'm, Fieri's I'm, fine. He's fine. I am. I am so on the. I like you know, totally on the Guy Fieri. He's a great dude. He just looks like every accessory in the truck catalog is, is basically the. Yeah, no, I mean it's easy to look at the guy and go, what, a, whatever. But he, the when he yes. when the wildfires hit, that dude's out there cooking he and helping and donating, exactly. and there's nothing wrong with that guy. He's there's no like that guy has no shortage of heart and uh, and puts it all into everything. So I'm, yeah, I'm, it seems like he's got good kids. Like he's fine. Absolutely, yes. Stereotypes aside, you can have all the you can make all the totally. fun you want about gangster. Listen, town if or you want to look town. like Smash Mouth, totally fine. Just you know, <laughs> keep doing all the good things you do for people in trouble. Yeah, and all we ask for is don't put the sunglasses on backwards. That's all we're asking. Yes, don't have when them back inside here. a restaurant with the with the thing that keeps your glasses from falling like from you losing your sunglasses if they were to fall off in a high wind yeah that's what i'm saying that's a good point all right the rest of this email p.s this is taylor still speaking says i truly special thank you to brian for his dedication to raising awareness for ms recently my father was diagnosed with parkinson's disease and it's been a rough thing to come to terms with he's truly the best man a father can be i admit i've never been one to think about fundraising events to spread awareness for disease research but I greatly admire Brian doing doing this as uh, sorry doing what he does for his loved ones. He has inspired me to find some chode butter and search for similar events. So I love his first thing is to nice. get some chode butter. Chode butter, uh, yeah. Start, that's the step. I'm gonna buy a bicycle. What's the yeah. first step? Chode butter. Chode butter always. Step one. Chode butter. Step two. Bike. Anyway, uh, so I can do my part to help spread awareness for the continuing fight to cure this awful these awful diseases from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Brian. Well, that's really nice. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. good. Well, worth thank all you, the, Taylor, and happy to do it. Worth all the sweaty uphill business, all that stuff. All for worth sure. It. And and sadly, it's been it's been just a little over a week. It's been like nine days since my ride. I haven't gotten back on the bike, and I need to. <laughs> I'm, you know, you train. You basically do this training thing every day. Yeah. Day after day after day, and um, 
And I look at the bike and I'm like, oh, I need to get back on that bike. But there's all this other stuff that I put off while I was doing all my training that I need to get to. So yeah, no, those look those those uh, resin sculptures aren't going to print themselves. Okay. <laughs> oh, I wish it was something that fun. No, it you know <laughs> it's mostly work. I'm assuming. Record a training video for this client of mine who doesn't know how to add a product to their database. Ah, yeah. those poor sons of so, bitches. Yeah, but I need to. Uh, need to do that i've got a seat that i need to swap out and uh, and then see how that does for long distance riding nice Bring, bust yeah. out the chode butter and make it happen um today <laughs> later today uh play retro is happening with me and brian dunaway 3 30 mountain time the nice. per usual time at uh, frogpants.tv if you want to watch it live or get the podcast after we're talking about pitfall the Ooh. i don't know if you'd say it's the, <laughs> I don't know if you call it like the original platformer, but it's, you know, it deserves a place in historic um, memory in gaming. It also, you know, probably helped Activision become what Activision would eventually become, although to mixed results. We'll talk about that some as well. Uh, But yeah, play retro today. Pitfall. Pitfall Harry, baby. Was that game, am I I remembering correctly that it was... You know, it also was kind of a precursor to all these uh, randomly generated dungeons where you didn't know what the next screen was screen going to be, if mm-hmm. it was going to be a three alligator vine or if it was going to be rolling logs or anything like that. Like yeah. it was, it was very early in that in that in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. Because most games, you know, wow. predetermined everything. This was like, hey, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get in the next screen, and I uh, love that. You couldn't memorize cool. patterns or stuff like that. You mm-hmm. basically had to, yeah. And in some ways, I mean, my favorite game series of all time diablo one two and three and soon to be four uh thrives on you you it's never the same dungeon twice no matter yeah. what you're doing even yeah. in single player it's always mixed up and changed and without those kinds of texts i i'd be less of a gamer i'd love that stuff for sure it's emergent and new and replayable and it's great so yeah we'll talk That's about cool. all that tonight play retro wherever you get your podcasts a reminder that we are supported by you it's a brand new month over at patreon.com slash tms we had a weird bunch of declines on a bunch of your cards for some reason, and we're still trying to figure out why. So today we'll, we'll do a fresh thing. But uh, anyway, usually not an issue. Patreon.com slash TMS. Head on over there and uh, support the show. We got all kinds of new stuff coming out this month for those at various levels, and we're the cheapest show on earth. If you want to pay a buck a month, you can. That's how cheap we are. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, it's frogpants.com slash TMS. That's it, Brian. Hey, let's play a song. You got a song? Let's play it. I have a song. Let's play it. Keith wrote in and said, uh, hey, school and board. As the school year comes to a close, my girlfriend and I want to request a cover for our great friend, Buddy. Yes, his first name is really Buddy. He's a school teacher and has made it through another year of imparting wisdom to our future leaders. Can I prevail on the cover master to choose a cover of any Olivia Newton-John song on an open day you need to fill? If that's not possible, then any song with a science theme, as this is what he teaches. With any luck, this will alleviate some of the pain of the dreaded and yet inevitable, Hi, Mr. Smith, do you remember me? from his former students when all out and about. Noah's last name isn't Smith. I'm just trying not to totally embarrass him. It's rather hilarious as to the age range of the person saying this because he's been doing the teaching thing for a few years. Like, he is going to retire soon, length of service. He never sees it coming, and I've been witness to this happening from waitresses, bartenders, and clerks. I keep waiting for the exotic dancer story, but alas, I don't think that one is going to happen. Thanks ever so much for doing this, you gods of the morning stream. Have a great summer of fun, buddy, from Keith and his cupcake. Long story. Well, apparently nice. Buddy loves 
Olivia Newton-John, and I can't blame him. I made my dad drag me to see Grease over and over and over, and it wasn't it wasn't the music, it wasn't the high school hijinks, it wasn't Travolta, it was getting to see uh, Olivia Newton-John. As you know, the the moral of that story is. If the the guy you like uh, keeps forgetting you and and you know disregards you and dumps you, change yourself to be more of the guy or more of the woman that he wants. It's a lesson that we can all learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, let's get to this cover right here. It's a cover of Olivia Newton-John's one of her first earliest singles. Have you never been mellow? Uh, grammatically incorrectly titled. Performed here by the Trailer Park Troubadours from their album. Way Cool World. Oh, I love the name of that. That's great. Here it is. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh, hot Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. It's already Wednesday again. What the hell? It's already Wednesday. Yeah. That's effed up. Uh, anyways. We'll see. we'll see who joins us tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> my guess is it'll... Oh, nobody. It's me and you because uh, Randy... I think it's just going to be the two of us for recommendals. Yeah, yeah. we, we mean, may... Nicole's we'll... a maybe, but uh, Randy is a definite no. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be rough. But if not, uh, we may ask Dunaway. I don't know. He may be willing. Oh, uh, right. He said he'd be up for it. Oh, we should totally get Dunaway. Yeah. Like keep, you know, we'll basically get him... We'll bookend the show with him. We'll get him for a feud, and then we'll end the show with uh, recommendals. Yeah, we'll see what that guy likes. I mean, we assume he can do this. We don't know. He's at work so yeah. i don't know but we'll find recommend out. something he's got a blu-ray edition <laughs> he probably does in closet. his pants he has it everywhere it's all his over pants. the place yes all right that's it everybody thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll see you tomorrow a time when I was in a hurry as you are I was like you there was a day when I just had to tell my point of view I was like you I don't mean to make you proud I just want you to slow down Have you never been mellow? Have you never tried To find a comfort from inside you? Have you never been happy Just to sing your song? Have you never let someone else be strong? Oh, yes, Nancy, man, feeling so good. Let's talk to other people that got to hear in the cul-de-sac. You all never been so mellow, your money. Running around as you do with your head up in the clouds. I was like you. I never had time to lay back, kick my shoes off, close my eyes. I was like you. Now you're not hard to understand. You need someone to take your hand. Have you never been mellow? Have you never tried 
Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Remove all metal objects from your person. Oh.